Hey, welcome back to Refreshing the Soul podcast. I'm your host, Shawanda Williams. Thank you for joining me for another episode. If it's your first time, thanks for tuning in. If you're watching me on YouTube, go ahead, hit that like and subscribe button right now so that you know every time I have a new episode available. Um, we are in a new series. We're in a new month, September, and the new series is called Fully Love, Fully Love. I'm so excited about this series, but before we get into this new series, first, I just want y'all to know my passion, my love for fall. I love fall. I love everything fall. I love um, the season, even though I'm here in Florida and you really don't see the season changes, changes here, you know, the leaves fall in the different colors. I still just love fall. I love the, when the temperature does change, it's nice, but I love the, the sweaters and the colors and I love decorating my house and I love my, um, my fall scented candles, as you can see here, my pumpkins. So I truly, truly, um, and just enjoy this um, season shift, but it also had me thinking, you know, a lot of us are going through some season shifts right now you know September is kind of that month that you that's it's called it's a birthing month you know it's the ninth month of the year but it's also um it's it can also mean something spiritual for you so if you're experiencing transitions sis you are not alone I am experiencing transitions as well and I talked about it a little bit in the prior episode but I'm excited I'm excited for this new season I'm excited for what God is doing. And I just want to make sure my soul is anchored in him. My soul is where it needs to be for um, whatever God has next. So right now, let's take a brief moment and really just ask yourself, well, how, how is my soul doing? How is your soul doing? Have you been good? Have you been really um you know, in your word and meditating on it and it's giving you life, it's giving you peace. Um, how is your soul doing? Not how is your life going, but how is the inner man? How is she doing? You know, you're, we have things that we feel all the time, but sometimes we don't take the moment to really address those feelings. Sometimes we numb it by continuing to be busy, continue to take care of our kids, um, have friends over, have drinks, go shopping. You know, we can do all these different things to numb and not address what's going on in our soul and how we're feeling. But when you listen to Refreshing the Soul podcast, I want to be more intentional to speak into the ear of your soul and ask you to take a moment to ask yourself, how am I doing? How's my soul? You may have your, your outfit together, your, your schedule planned out for the week, your business contracts lined up. Girl, I'm happy for you. But let's take a moment and be honest. How am I really doing? Is something going on in the side, inside of me that I have not allowed myself to feel? Am I feeling um, lost? Am I confused? Am I worried about something? Um, I'll just sh share real briefly um, before we get into the series. Um, I haven't been sleeping that well and I didn't know why. Honestly, I thought, okay, maybe God's just, you know, stirring me in at night to wake me up in the morning. He has something to, you know, 
share with me. And a few times I did get up and there was something, you know, God, you know, had to share with me, but I noticed I kept like tossing and turning around two, three o'clock in the morning. And I just said, I said, okay, God, I'm not sleeping good. And I just can't tell if it's you or if it's something going on in the side of me. Um, as much as I would like to say I'm okay. And I think I'm okay. I feel I'm okay. Sometimes there's things in our heart, in our soul that we may not even be aware of, but subconsciously we're dealing with, we're feeling, and it could be heavy, but I know the one who does know. And so I went to him and I said, God, if there is something that's going on inside of me, that's causing me to lose sleep, that's causing me to lose rest, reveal it to me, show it to me. And I remember, I think it was like the next night, um, again, I was um, stirring in my sleep, but I could hear the questioning of um, certain things that was, um, that was coming up in my life. Like one of the things I have a wedding, I'm married, but I'm having a wedding and it's the first wedding I've ever had. I, I was married before, but I never had a wedding. And really the only reason I'm having this wedding is because God, told me to he had me planning for it a year in advance and I just had questions going on about this wedding like is this gonna turn out right is it's gonna look right is this gonna sound right I could hear literally the questions in my soul I didn't even know that was there but it was there and God revealed it to me he 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 showed me why I haven't been resting why I haven't been sleeping and I'm so glad he did because now I can address it and so I began to um, make sure that anything that came up with the wedding in any thought or feeling that I was giving it all back to God, even the details. Um, I just had to continue to um, speak and profess, you know, hey, I'm, I'm, I don't have to be anxious for anything. I, I'm going to go to God about everything. And I'm going to give him thanks for even having the opportunity to have a wedding for him to get the glory about the restoration of our family. Like just reminding my, reminding my soul what this is about. It's not about the colors. It's not about the flowers. It's not about how the cake tastes, but this is about God getting the glory, people seeing what God put together. And so I've been sleeping just fine ever since. So I'm just sharing that with you just to let you know that it may not look like um, a disturbed sleep. It may look like something else. And you're wondering, why am I responding this way? Why am I not resting? Why am I so frustrated? Why am I anxious? Whatever it is that is going on in you, your heavenly father, he knows you. He knows what's going on in your heart. He's ready to reveal it to you. But maybe you just simply need to ask him, Maybe you just need, simply need to say, God, something's off. Show me what's off in my soul and he will refresh your soul. All right. So um, for this month in September, we are going to be talking about fully loved, being fully loved by God. We, I think, I, I know that we have heard many of times, God loves you. God loves you. You're loved by God. Um, he loves you so much. And I, I know that I have. And it's one thing to hear the words and know, you know, like, yeah, I know. But it's another thing to know God's love, how big, how wide, how amazing his love is. I think I have, I'm going to um, read this um, scripture. And I'm, I'm saying, I think I'm, this may be maybe the theme scripture 
um, for this month. It's um, Ephesians chapter three, verses 16 and, no, I'm sorry, verses 17, I, I, I'm sorry, verses 18 and 19, I'm sorry. So Ephesians chapter three, verses 18 and 19 says, and may you have the power to understand as all God's people should, God's people, we're talking about God's people, should how wide how long how high and how deep his love is may you experience the love of christ though it is too great to understand fully then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from god are we not complete are could we be lacking certain things in our lives because we really don't do not understand and we have not experienced the love of god um, I believe there are certain areas that we have opened up to God where we have experienced his love, where we have experienced his truth, but then there are certain areas we may have not. Um, and last month we talked about my hiding place, maybe areas in you that is still hiding um, or keeping it from God that we need to expose and pour it out and give it to him. But here I love <laughs> Paul. He's like, man, God's love is high, it's deep. It has width, it's long, like there's so much breath and gravity to God's love. Like, honestly, you couldn't fully understand it. But he said, may you experience it. It's something you have to experience, meaning it is a relationship, a journey, a lifelong thing that you get to experience with God. There are things that has happened in my life. And I would say over a span of, years of where I've had I've looked back and seen oh my gosh this all happened and this turned this way because God didn't want this for my life and wow how much he loves me yes there are some things that we can um we can see in a moment of this is God wow this is God right here his protection his love for me but then there's some things that you really have to allow yourself to experience to go on a journey to go on a walk with God to get to some of that depth some of that that length that deepness um that width of God's love and it's like wow I didn't realize you were in all of this I didn't realize you I mean you God you you really rocking with me in the details of my life and here I am, I'm able to see it clear, clearly after two years or three years. And that has happened to me. And because I've allowed myself to be surrendered to um, this relationship with God, no matter what season I've been in, I've been seeing God's love in, in so many different areas in so many different ways. And, um, and I'm still experiencing it. I'm still learning it. I'm still keeping myself open and my heart open to the areas where um, I still need God's love um, to heal me. And so I believe this, this series is not just for you, but it's for me too. It is for me. It's for me as well. And so we're going to break it up into four parts, um, being seen, being heard, being known, and finally being loved by God. And so today I want to talk about being seen, being seen by God. I looked at the word um, see, to see, and it means to perceive, to look at, to view. And I love this one, to visit, 
to visit like not so to see me I, I visited this place and I was just thinking I said man God he sees us he sees us where we're at he sees us in our infirmities our weakness he sees our strengths he sees the core of our soul he sees where we are and he doesn't just I mean visit there but it just shows that there's a place um to dwell a place to be at in us to fully know us to fully be able to love us and so this next these next definition says um to attend as a spectator like to see about someone or to see after someone means to turn one attention to, to take care of, to attend to. And see, God can only attend to and take, take care of you because he sees you. He sees your need. He sees your desires. He sees where you're lacking right? So that's how we can be made fully complete because God sees us, right? He sees the need. But again, we have to experience him. We have to experience his love. We have to experience what it means to be in relationship with God for ourselves. Um, I grew up just, I mean, always feeling like I wasn't noticed, so it gave me a desire to want to be noticed, to want to have attention, to want to be seen. Like, does anyone see me? And I think even deeper than that, being seen really felt like I mattered. Like I had purpose. I meant something to someone. And so right now, I don't know if I'm talking to someone who feels like, or who's maybe been asking the question, do I even matter? Am I looking for um, purpose? Am I looking for my importance through things and people? Am I looking for um, significance in my life or significance in me through the amount of money I have in my bank or through the, the great um, um, report cards my car my kids get and how well they behave am I looking for some sort of significance that I matter that I'm seen that I'm noticed that I have something to offer this world that I have something to offer this relationship I just want to be seen I don't know if that's your your heart or your soul today but I want to tell you the answer you are seen, my sister. You are seen and fully loved by God. He knows the questions in your soul. He knows the things that um, trigger you. He knows the things that hurt you. He knows the things that light up your face. He knows the things that bring you joy, that bring you pain. He knows the seasons you're in. He knows the secret, um, I say the secret questions you have in your heart that your mouth doesn't even utter. He sees you. He sees your soul and he sees your need. And so um, one of the things um, I heard Pastor Torrey Roberts um, say this, and I'm like, oh, this is so good. Um, he said, anything that comes along to make a child feel seen is going to have influence and authority in their life. One more time. Anything that comes along to make a child feel seen is going to have influence and authority in their life. If we first do not recognize that we are seen by our heavenly father, the most high God, 
if we think that we don't matter to him and that we're these these just grain on the earth we're, we're insignificant to him then he won't have influence and he won't have authority in our life we're not going to care what god says about us we're not going to care how he sees us because we don't even think that we're seen by him and we're not even looking to be seen by him but if we but if we want to be seen from um if we want to be seen by men that's what's going to have authority and that's what's going to have influence in our life how they view us how they see us how they notice us and the way they have influence and authority is by what we do to get them to see us to get them to notice us and so before we get all into that um i just really want to um encourage you that God sees you, even if you don't want to be seen. He already knows you. He made you, he created you, and he loves you. Our, our, um, our issue, I feel, is that we are just not aware of it. And some of us, we want so badly to be seen by something else that we don't realize what we really um, need is to be loved by God and to know his love and to experience it. It may feel like, oh, if I could just get seen by this executive, if I could just be seen by this director, if I could just be seen by my boss, then I will be able to have, then I will have this. Because that's what it is. Being seen, it's like it's going to produce something for you that you don't already have. But here in Ephesians 3, um, chapter 19, it says, may you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. So when I experience God's love, when I, when I can fully get to a place where I am seen by God, and that's all that matters, I can be, I, I can be so full and complete in him that I don't have to be noticed by the executive. I don't need to be noticed by the director. I don't need to be noticed by such and such because I have what I need. I'm not trying to obtain something. I'm not trying to get something because I already have it. I'm already full there. I have what I need. And so that's the place that I want us to get to. That's the place where I want us to really um, look into our souls, look into ourselves and allow God to examine the place where maybe we are not feeling noticed or fully seen. And maybe there are places where we are trying to attract the attention of something else, someone else to fill a place that only God can fill, to fill a place that only God can complete. All right. So the story that i wanted to just talk about and travel through to help us um just gain a deeper understanding of being seen by god is the story of hagar and so just go with me to genesis chapter 16. i'm gonna read verses 6 through 14 and just a little backstory so hagar is um sarah's at this at this point in the scripture is um, Sarah, that's her name, but her name is Sarai and Abraham is Abram, right? So they're together, they're married and they, God had promised them a son. They don't see that they're having a son. So Sarai um, has this bright genius idea. Hey, Lynn, let's help God out and let's have the son by um, through her maid Hagar so since she wasn't able to give uh, um, give Abram a son she was like hey let's you have sex with my my wife with my um, maid 
and then we can have a son through her. I was like, Lord Jesus, what kind of women did you have back in the day? Because there is just no way. There's no way. There's no way. <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of other women are feeling me on this, but we know it's a different time, different, different, um, different seasons, different, different things going on back then. So, um, but let's read. I really want to get into what I, I found in the scripture. So um, we're going to pick up where actually, oh, okay. So just a little bit more, because I don't want to read all of this. Um, so she ends up, Hagar ends up sleeping with Abram, Sarai's husband, and she has, and she gets pregnant. And so now Sarai starts acting funny toward um, I'm sorry, Hagar started acting funny towards um, Sarai. And Sarai gets upset. She blames Abram and saying, this is, she's treating me badly. And um, so verse six, this is where, how Abram replies. It says, Abram replied, look, she is your servant. So deal with her as you see fit. Then Sarai treated Hagar so harshly that she finally ran away. All right, so Hagar, she leaves. Verse seven, the angel of the Lord found Hagar beside a spring of water in the wilderness along the road to shore. The angel said to her, Hagar, Sarai's servant, where have you come from and where are you going? Mm, I'm running away from my mistress, Sarai, she replied. Verse nine, the angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit to her authority. Then he added, I will give you more descendants than you can count. And the angel also said, you are now pregnant and will give birth to a son. You are to name him Ishmael, which means God hears. For the Lord has heard your cry of distress. This son of yours will be a wild man, as untamed as a wild donkey. He will raise his fists against everyone and everyone will be against him. Yes, he will live in open hostility against all his relatives. Thereafter, Hagar used another name to refer to the Lord who has spoken to her. She said, you are the God who sees me. She also said, have I truly seen the one who sees me? Last verse, so that well was named and if i pronounce it incorrectly i tried so that well was named berlahiroi berlahiroi which means well of the living one who sees me it can still be found between kadish kadish and bread or bread so here so there's so much in this and you can read the entire chapter if you want to give more context to the story but in genesis 16 6 through 14 um pretty much abram tells sarah his wife listen if she's treating you bad that's your servant that's your mate you do what you see fit with her and so sarah took it upon herself to act harshly toward hagar so in this first i'm looking I'm like well it's a jacked up situation from the beginning. Like Sarai, you had, you know, your, your husband sleep with this woman, this maid. Okay. And then the maid, Sarah, um, Hagar starts acting funny, act, starts acting shady and treating Sarah like she's not significant, like she's not important um, because she didn't have, because she didn't, excuse me, because she didn't have, um, she couldn't have a, a kid. 
So kind of, I guess, because of infertility, maybe she's looking at her um, sideways, right? And it's so, I, I, this is just hitting me now. It's so funny how the things, the, the things that we have in us, the issues that we have, how we'll project it off on someone else. You know, you're treating someone insignificant, but really in a way you, 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 you're dealing with that same issue of feeling insignificant as well. And I'm sure once Sarah, she's, she treats Hagar harshly because of it. And she runs away. She's upset. Now she feels insignificant. She's the maid, right? So I just look at that, the servant to her and her eyes, she could look as if, Hey, I'm beneath, I'm not as good as, or I'm not as important as, or I'm beneath, right? But now that she sees that she has kind of like a one-up on Sarai, it's like, oh no, no, you're, you're not, you're not important. You're insignificant. You're beneath. You don't have, right? And so here, Hagar runs away, right? And we have to be careful. I just want to say right here, we have to be careful. This is why we have to deal with the things in our soul and ask ourselves, what is going on in my soul? Why am I responding this way? Is, is it because there's a way that I see myself that I may be projecting on to others? Well, I need to get, I need to get the proper lens of how I see myself so that I can see people properly and treat them the way that God would want me to treat them. So anyway, so Hagar, she decides to run away, right? And so she ends up running away in the wilderness. And I felt, I found it so beautiful that the angel of the Lord found Hagar um, beside a spring of water in the wilderness. And I say to the woman right now who doesn't feel seen and you feel like you're in a wilderness season, maybe it's like one bad thing after another, or there is an unknown season. You don't know what the next is. You, you, you're trusting God, but it's dark. It's like, I'm really just walking this thing out by faith. Like God will find you. He will find you. Yes, we should seek him, but know that God will find you. He already knows where you're at. He already knows where you're at because he sees you. But I love right here, even in your wilderness, it says the angel of the Lord found Hagar, right? And so you're never too far. You're never um, in a place where God can't reach you, where he can't talk to you, um, where he doesn't see you in your distress, in your loneliness. God sees you. And he not only sees you, but he sees the place of where you're hurting of where or where you're needing, right? So check it out here. Um, Hagar, it, so the angel Lord, he asks her, hey, where did you come from and where are you going? That sounds like some soul examination where you're asking, how is my soul doing? Okay, what happened? Where did I just leave? What just got me here? What pushed me here? Where am I going now? Where's my thought? Where am I trying to get to? What is it? Is there something in me that I feel that is lacking that I'm trying to get by running away? Where am I going? Right? And so Hagar explains what happened to her, right? And here the angel of the Lord gives her instruction. In this place, he gives her instruction. Yes, God sees you. Yes, he knows you. Yes, he loves you. And because of that, he can speak to you in the place of your need. He will speak to you in the place of your need on, on exactly what you need to do, right? So he spoke to her. He gave her instructions. He said, go back, submit yourself, 
get back into position. I hear that for someone right now. Get back into position where you're supposed to be at. If someone is not recognizing your strengths, if someone is not seeing who you know you are, it's okay. God sees you. Get back into position and what you're supposed to be doing. They don't need to see you. They don't need to recognize you. They don't need to applaud you. And it's not your time yet. I see you. And here, I love God. He says, hey, you're going to submit yourself back to this. And I know you don't want to be in this season. Season, You don't want to be in this position. You don't want to be in this place in your life. I get it. But here's my promise to you. I will give you more descendants than you can count. Don't you know, there's a, there's a promise linked attached to your obedience. There's a reward attached to your obedience, to your submission. And we can allow us not being seen by people to get us out of the will and out of the promise of, of what God has for us. So that's why more importantly, we have to know that my God, he sees me. Not only does he see me, but he sees my future. He knows the future that he has for me. He knows the good plans that he has for me. He sees me and he sees where he wants me to be and what he's going to give me. And that is what has to matter more to me than anything. <clears throat> wow. I love that. Get back into position and um, learn how to be okay with not being seen by people but know that you are truly seen fully by the one who created you and the one who can get you to your destiny. And so, um, at, you know, the angel of the Lord talks about how she has a son and this is his name and um, Hagar, she says she used another name to refer to the Lord who has spoken to her. You are the God who sees me. Um, it was almost as if, you know, I knew you like this before, but now because of this situation, because of where I was at and the way you have responded to me, God, now I know that you're a God who sees me. She experienced the God who sees her. And so that's my, that's my heart for you to experience in some sort of way. And I'm just speaking today that God that the, your, your daughter who's listening right now will experience in some sort of way being seen by you where she could give you another name and say, God, you are a God that sees me. You're not just a God who does miracles. You're not just a God who ma makes ways out of no way. You're not just a God who heals, who um, deliver, but God, you are a God who sees me who sees me, little old me, like you see me? Yes, God sees you. And he doesn't see anything little about you. He sees something, he sees someone who he wants to give a nation to, descendants to, he wants to give you things that you can't even count, things that you're not even, you, I mean, more abundantly than what you are thinking and what you can even ask for. He sees that, he sees that in you. And I just pray that you can be able to experience that for yourself, and be able to say, man, my God, he sees me. Um, yeah, so I just, that whole, the whole text right there really had me stirred and had me praying for you that this would be your testimony. And so what I want to leave with you today, um, just a quick call to action. I want you to really like pull out a journal and be honest, right? Be honest 
to the fact of, to this question, what has made you feel seen? What makes you feel seen? Um, and be, like I said, be honest, because for some of us, what makes us feel seen is the things on the outside. It could be our body. It could be our strong attitude and presence. Um, it could be because we sing so well. That's the time where you feel the most seen. Um, I know for me, I felt the most seen when I just performed so well in my academics. And I believe that was like the one of the driving forces of like, okay, I can do this well. I can do this. And if me doing this is going to get me applause, praise, I'm going to get A's, like I'm going to do so well. And it carried over into my adult life. And I had to learn, okay, I had to backtrack and I had to be honest, you know, this is what makes me feel seen when I do good, when I perform good, when I'm there for people, I feel like people really see that I am a good person. People really see that I am thoughtful, that I am giving, that I am loving, but that's what made me feel seen, feel seen by people. And I had to go deeper into that after being honest, right? I had to go to the root of, okay, why does that make me feel seen? Well, because back when I was younger, that's really the most attention I had gotten, you know? So um, I want you to take that time to do that journal and really be honest, what makes me feel seen. And, and for some, it, you can go deeper and say, you know, what would make me feel seen? Um, someone listening and showing care and concern and them understanding, them affirming my feeling, uh, feelings or seeing that, hey, I may have this tough exterior, but for those who speak to me in a way of knowing that, hey, there's really like this soft textured me on the inside that makes me feel seen. Um, I don't know what yours is or how deep you want to go, but I'll, I'm just challenging you to answer, to ask that question and to be able to hear um, what is your, how does your soul respond to that? Like really what makes you feel seen? Um, and if it's surface stuff, if it's exterior stuff, I want you to take the time really to listen to this episode one more time and to um, really ask God, what do you see, God? What do you see in me? I want to, I want to know what you see. Ask him that question. And then I pray that you're able to say, wow, you're a God who sees me. And I believe God's going to show you and speak to you um, probably, probably more than what you're expecting um, for him to say. I think there are things that God sees that you just don't see and you have no clue about. And I, I believe God's going to speak that to you. He's going to show you like, this is what I really see. This is who you are. I don't believe Hagar knew that God saw her as someone who was going to have a son be the mother of someone who would produce um, countless descendants. She didn't see that. She needed God to tell her that. And so now what we're, what we're doing is un, un, we're taking our hands off of how we see ourselves and how we want people to see us. And we're saying, God, how do you see me? Because you're the one who sees me. You're the one who knows me more than anything. All right. So I'm going to end with this one, with the scripture from Psalms 139. It bless my soul, especially when I read part of it in um, the Passion Translation. But Psalms 139, 
um, verse 11 and 12. I'm going to read that. And then I'm going to read in the Passion Translation 15 and 16. So Psalms 139, verse 11 and 12 in the NLT, it says, this is David saying, I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night. But even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as the day. Darkness and light are the same to you. Wow. God, the way he sees us is not the way we see ourselves. He doesn't see dark and light. He doesn't see that. He sees what it is and who you are. And there's no hiding from him. There's no um, getting around how God sees you. And you can't change that. God, he's here like, even in darkness, I can't hide from you. You still see me. You know what's going on in me. You know what's going on around me. You still see me. Now, am I going to allow you in and for you to tell me what you see, who you see? And then if you drop down to verses 15 and 16, I want to read this in the Passion Translation. It says, you even formed every bone in my body when you created me in the secret place carefully, skillfully, shaping me from nothing to something. You saw who you created me to be before I became me, before I'd even seen the light of day. The number of days you planned for me were already recorded in your book. I love the most out of this whole scripture is you saw who you created me to be before I became me. So God, he sees you right now in this place of where you're at, but he also sees who you're going to become. He already knew. He already knew before he even formed you. He already saw you. Ah, like it almost brings tears to me when I think about even right now where I'm sitting and who I am now and who I thought I was before, like years ago, like God's already saw me here. So I can imagine what God sees me in 10 years like he already sees that woman he already knows I'm that woman so who do you think I'm going to be talking to who do you think I want to know what you see in me who do you think that I want to be noticed by nobody but him nobody but God I'm sorry you're the one who see me who knew me and you love me you knew these different phases and seasons I, I would be in but you knew the future me before I even got here, before I, before I can even become me, you knew me. That's the one who I want to trust. That's the one I want to be noticed by. That's the one I want to sit and posture myself above and say, God, what do you see? I want to see who you see. I want to know who you know, like what, who, who am I? Maybe that's the question that you need to be asking is God, who am I? Who do you see? Because you created me before I even became me. Mm. All right, let's end with some confessions today. I pray that you are blessed by this message. If you were, let me know in the comments um, and also follow me on my Facebook at Refreshing the Soul. I would love to hear you as well as on my Instagram at I am Shawanda Williams. Stay tuned for the weekly meditation scripture weekly music for your soul and your weekly resource. 
We're going to make this a devotion every single week. I want you to have a scripture to meditate on, to journal, a song to worship to and listen to, and then a resource outside of me um, to just kind of back up this message and really get it rooted in our soul that you are seen and fully loved by God. All right, let's take this moment um, to really just um, open our hearts to say, to confess, and to receive um, God's truth for our souls. All right, repeat after me. I am seen and loved by God. God sees me in my pain and in my joy. God sees me in dark times and in good times. God saw who he created me to be before I became me. I receive that I have the attention of the Most High God and that he loves me like no other one could. Amen, amen, and amen.